Hi, and welcome you. to the podcast. I'm Ashleen. And I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we talk about movies and we put them to both feminist and inclusive <laughs> tests. We have a great time laughing and sometimes I yell at Gracie and just tell her to shut up so I can <laughs> So I can tell my goddamn jokes. <laughs> I know it's gonna sound funny, but she actually was just kidding around last week, (laughs) but I was listening to our, I was reviewing our podcast, and I was like, Ashley, just so you know, you sounded super fucking aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, you see, the truth is, I'm actually very abusive to Gracie behind the scenes. I'm constantly yelling at her and making her feel bad about herself, and now she has PTSD because of me. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Ashley just had one of her, uh, she had her Bill O'Reilly moment. Fuck it! We'll do it live! (laughs) We'll do it live! (laughs) Uh, God, also, Bill O'Reilly is garbage! Yay! Now that we've got the right-wingers to stop listening. (laughs) Even though I'm pretty sure they weren't listening to before with a name like Feminist Critique. Oh, sure as fuck they're not listening. I Um, mean... I don't know. I constantly am telling guys on OKCupid to listen just so we can get our numbers up. So <laughs> that's how, that's where all our numbers are because I'm a total whore. Wow. Um, <laughs> so what we didn't realize when we recorded Fern Gully is that there's actually, or did, did we realize? I can't remember. Um, but there's actually five Tuesdays in April. Oh, yeah. And so... This was supposed to be, um, you know, what are we doing? How to Train Your Dragon. dragon. I was like, I remember the dragon. Um, Yeah, we're going to have a special guest for that one, too. Yes, exactly. So this week is kind of like a bonus, even though technically it's right on schedule. Um, But today we're going to be doing the French film Ballerina, which in English was called Leap. And apparently... There it was, was a, only called it was only called Leap in the US. It was called Ballerina in, in Canada. Yep. Awesome. America, what the fuck? Man, it's basically just Harry Potter all over again because in Canada, it's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and everywhere else. But America's got to be fucking different. America's stupid. The imperial Girl, system is sh- the stupidest fucking thing sh- ever. The feds are listening. I don't Girl, give a shit. Up. Imperial system is stupid. Why are we not metric like everybody else? Because you guys wouldn't be able to learn it. Dude, metric system was super easy for me to learn, for me to learn in high school. God, oh, I, I know. Really I know. It's... Slurred and drunk. Whew. I mean, Ooh. you are, aren't you? Yes. That's That's every... <laughs> episode um okay so uh the other thing i want to say is don't say things like that because the feds are listening what up virginia (laughs) there's a lot of you guys listening out there so like we have so many numbers from virginia i don't even know what the fuck's going on but i'm assuming that it's donald trump and he's really pissed off at us so Hey. I'm waiting on that rage tweet. That's just what I need. Let's let's get elevated here. Come on, Stephen Miller. I know you're listening. (laughs) <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, so tell us some stats, and also don't mess up these French names. Um, sure. The pressure's <laughs> off now. Great. Um, so Ballerina, or in America, Leap, came out in 2016. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 39%, and an audience score of 62 it was a $30 million wow. budget with a global box office of about $105.8 million. It was written by Eric Sumner. Summer. Damn it. I fucked up. Eric Sumner, who also worked on TV shows like Interpol and Intervention. Um, it was directed by Eric Sumner and Eric Warren. Uh, and Eric Warren did The Triplets of Belleville, which was one of the movies we considered. Oh, so, Yeah. But then we decided to do this one instead because we just wanted something easy. And it's always mm-hmm. easy to pick on a dumb kid movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the cast includes 
or at least the English cast, of the American version, because apparently there's two different oh, versions. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, there is two different versions. I watched the, like, actual version, and Gracie watched the American version. I watched what was on Netflix. It's not my fault. So I'm going to uh, interject in the few... I'm going to mess up the names, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Elle, you go first. Elle Fanning plays Felice. She's been in movies like Mary Shelley and Maleficent. Which, okay. Which, okay. Uh, I have Dane DeHaan as Victor, who was in a movie called Chronicle. Oh, he was actually in the uh, the actual version. The person who was in the American version was um, Nate uh, Wolf. Cool. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the way you say it is, like, so mean. Like, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, Carly okay, Rae well, Jepsen. <laughs> well, I'm going to freaking say it, who he is, okay? He okay. Uh, is an American actor, musician, singer, songwriter. Wow, he's and, got a lot under his belt. Yep. And uh, he was first known uh, for, I guess, uh, a music duel that him and his brother oh well hello josie oh wow they're talking a lot uh nate and alex well oh my god uh and they also composed music for the naked brothers band which i think is a show band it's apparently a tv series that he starred in with his brother alex i think it's a nickelodeon show oh whatever i don't fucking i never watched it Oh, and then he also portrayed Light Turner in the Netflix adaptation of Death Note. Nice. Yep. So cool. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Um, Carly Rae Jepsen plays Odette. She's a huge singing star. Where's she from, Ashley? Where's she from? Where do you think? She's from Canada, baby! Uh, yeah, so she is well known, of course, for her mega hit, Call Me Maybe, but that is not it. She was also in the fifth season of Canadian Idol, where she placed third, and she came out with her amazing album, Emotion, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. And nobody can tell me different because it is influenced by 80s music with a blending of dance pop and synthesis pop with indie sensibilities. It is an amazing album, and I love her so much. Wow, that's really creepy. How dare you? Um, I can't help it. She's an amazing singer. I know she is. She's not as popular here in the States as she is in Canada, but that's okay. Oh, we have Shania. Yeah, she, well, well, no, she's not popular here either, but she is very, very popular. I feel the same way about Kate Vogel, so I love Kate no. Vogel, and nobody knows, knows who Kate Vogel is. She's my uh, she's my secret. No, Carly Rae Jepsen is very, very popular and has a cult following within the gay community. Okay, Gracie? Okay, So she is, a, she is a worldwide sensation with the gays. But yes, straights don't know what the fuck you're doing. No, we don't. We're not okay. Um, <laughs> Maddie Ziegler plays Camille. She's known for Dance Moms. Like, that's where she got her career. She's also been in a lot of Shia music videos. And uh, <clears throat> she's been branching out into voiceover work and some acting gigs and stuff like that. Um... Mel Brooks plays Leto, who's uh, a very famous director for things like Young Frankenstein, Robin Hood Men in Tights, Blazing Saddles. Cool. Yeah. And <laughs> Terrence Scamal plays Morante. He is... I knew I recognized his voice. He's from Arthur, the TV show. I knew it. I can't remember who he plays. Um, Mr. Good, good something. I haven't watched Arthur in forever. Um, he also has done a lot of voiceover work besides Arthur. He's in this TV show called Winks. Oh yeah, because he's uh, hate to say it, Canadian. This this whole fucking thing was actually a French Canadian uh, film. Yeah, it was a French Canadian film. <laughs> um, but for those of you who don't know, a lot of Canadian or 
just in general, a lot of um, TV shows that y'all like. Um, a lot of it is made in Canada or like especially the kids shows. Especially the kids shows, like Caillou. Yep. Fucking Caillou. That one's awful. Um, Yeah. So like any Canadian kids show, good chance that or any any kids show, it's probably Canadian. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. I, like, oh man, I've been watching some Degrassi lately. I fucking love Degrassi. Uh, so. Shout out to the other podcast. Yes! Degrassi. Oh my god, why can't <laughs> I remember? Degrassi Voyager. Yes! Degrassi Voyager. Yes, they're hey. amazing. They're amazing. You should give them a listen. Yes. Uh, Alright, so. <laughs> free shout out. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's start talking about this movie. Um, the first thing I do want to note is that this animation is fucking crisp. Yeah, it is very crazy. good. Uh-huh. <sighs> I agree. Man, that that orphanage looked like a place I'd actually want to stay at. Like, oh mm-hmm. my god, it was beautiful. Eh, except for the interior. The outside was gorgeous. Yeah, I guess. Um, so this is supposed to be based in the nineteen, or sorry, the eighteen eighties, uh, where Feli- Felice, 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 oh, whatever, Felice. Okay, Felice. Let's just call her Felice. Um, <laughs> Felice. Uh, is a poor orphan girl, but she has some big-ass dreams of becoming the greatest dancer ever as a ballerina. Of course. And she has a best friend whose name is Victor. And he wants to be an inventor. And in order for them to reach their dreams, they know they're not going to be able to do it at the orphanage, so they must run away to Paris. Yes. And the way they do it. Y- yeah, um... Listen, the chicken wings thing was funny. It did crack yeah. me up. He's like, he's like, I have the perfect way to escape, and then they get to the end of uh, the roof, and he's like, chicken wings! And she's like, chicken wings? Chickens don't fly, but they have wings, so they must fly. I do have to say, like, that whole number where she's dancing in the like Oliver Twist's um, fucking house uh, with like the plates and shit. Those fucking plates were disgusting, and like Victor was, you know, catching them with his mouth. I know. I was like, okay, one, what the fuck? And two, what the fuck? (laughs) Are you sure this water's sanitary? (laughs) It looks questionable to me. (laughs) Wrong movie. <laughs> uh, I'm so confused. Tarzan. Oh. The little elephant. Oh. Yeah. It's um, been a while since I watched that movie, okay? It's fine. Alright, so <clears throat> they escape, but like the Lato follows after them on his motorcycle, which apparently yeah. um motorcycles did exist in the eighteen eighties. But that is not an 1880s motorcycle. <laughs> no, that looks like it's like the early 19... Uh, like Edwardian like, period, like yeah. 1900 to 1920 ish. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in this uh, movie where I was like, mm, I kind of feel like they fudged the numbers a little bit, but mm. I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, they uh, they do get to escape uh, and they, they go on to a train. Uh, together and that train go- is going to Paris. Yeah, uh, and I will say the instructor did hit a tree stump going really fast on that motorcycle. In real life, he would die. Oh, he yeah, had definitely. no helmet. Like that is a broken neck, sir. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but um, yeah. So they get into the train and there is kind of like this really sweet moment, um, where you know she like falls asleep on his shoulder or whatever, right? Because they're BFFs. Yeah, they're like twelve. So. Yeah, that okay. There was like another thing, like they're fucking twelve in this movie. <laughs> you, you, they are definitely not over the age of thirteen. 
<laughs> yeah, I I was like, I would say maybe 13, but I was like, are these kids like 10 or 12? Like, what's going on and here? 13 is pushing it, in my opinion, but 10 is too young, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, they get there, and they get out, and, you know, like, Victor's all excited. He's like, this is the city of love, of this, of love, of romance, of lights, of lampposts. And then he of kicks lo- a fucking pigeon. Yeah. Well, that's after he, like, the pigeon, the pigeon shit on him. <laughs> so he, like, decides to kick a pigeon. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, if anybody who's ever been to Paris knows that Paris is just another bullshit town. <laughs> Sorry, I stole that from something. <laughs> Comic. <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, man. So, you know... The, the pigeon shits on him, he kicks the pigeon, and then the pigeon's friends gang up on him, and they peck him near to death, and then they end up pecking him off of the bridge. But, don't worry, he lands on a barge. But this leaves Felice all alone, in the middle of downtown Paris, as a 12-year-old female. Oh my god, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, he's like, meet me at this bridge! Tomorrow! tomorrow this time! Or whatever. And I'm thinking, girl, you... I she was like, did. She, you, you're never going to find her again. She is going to be kidnapped and put into a fucking brothel. Like that's the, she was really that's pretty. The true fucking like... horrors of yeah, that's the true fucking horrors of uh, 1880s Paris. She she's going to the fucking whorehouse. Ugh. I know. Thank God crazy. this is a kids movie and yeah. it has no no actual bearing of reality. As evident Anyways, by the 1920s motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, they get separated, and she finds... She's, like, wandering the streets at at night. And she's uh, cold and alone and hungry. Uh, yeah. And then uh, she finds the, the Paris Opera, and she goes in, and uh, and, like... She wanders around, and then she goes to, like, the side stage where she sees the prettiest ballerina dancing there. Oh, of course. And she's gorgeous. And she does something. I can't remember the word. It's a French term. It's a French ballet term where she does a big, huge fucking leap that is... Very complicated and a lot. Um, And Felicia, of course, is, like, mesmerized and reaches out to touch her as if she's, you know, whatever. And then... The uh, the keeper of the opera, the housekeeper or whatever, he finds her and is like, you're a thief! And, like, almost smacks the fucking shit out of her. Well, you have to think about it. This time period, 1880s Paris. Here's some I'm ragamuffin sure that, kid. I'm sure that the fucking streets are just filled with orphan children that are fucking pickpocketing their way to, you know, buy food for the day. So he's obviously like, all fucking, all these little fucking ragamuffins are fucking uh, gonna steal shit. So, of course he's like that. Yeah, but, like, I understand contextually he actually probably would have smacked the shit out of her, but I didn't like it. Um, But this um, woman interrupts them and she basically, you know, saves Felicity's ass. And then she yeah. starts walking home and Felicity follows her and, like, Odette I, smacks her with the fucking cane. She's like, I don't have anything to steal. Well, okay, Odette's so... A boss. Odette is, uh, has a limp, right? Yeah. And, uh, and she's also a cleaner. And, yeah. um, and, yeah, like, Felicity follows her home and, uh, and Odette's like, fucking go away okay oh my God. i don't i don't have a fucking enough money for another like mouth to feed okay this shit like, is I don't so feel... funny to me because felicity's like i'm poor and i'm hungry and i'm an orphan and odette's like nice try but i hate kids especially orphans uh, i mean <laughs> don't yeah. use your situation as a pity party felicity Pull yeah. yourself up by your bootstraps. Capitalism. Capitalism. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, but anyway, so uh, she, like, Odette does agree to let Felicity stay after uh, Felicity 
is very determined to fucking stay. She's like, I'll help you clean because this is where we meet that madam bitch. I don't remember her name, but she's like... Um, um, her name is Re- Regina Lahot. Oh yeah, Madame Lahot. And she's yeah. like, I have guests coming tomorrow and I need my staircase to be shining. And like, poor Odette has just been scrubbing floors all fucking day at the opera and now she's got to come back to her mistress's house and fucking clean the stairs. And it... And like, even, even with Felicity's help, because this is what gets Felicity, you know, to stay. Is like, sure, you can help me clean the stairs. But don't ask questions. And yet, all, all Felicity does is run her goddamn mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, and Odette's like, sh- she's not here for it. She's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And shut the fuck up. Felicity's uh, like, who's that lady? And she's like, She's Madame the Hoot. She eats ginger orphans with ponytails. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that woman actually is a wealthy restaurant owner. And uh, so while helping Odette clean, um, one of the things that happens is that uh, Bitchface uh, like pushes the bucket and she's like, you missed a spot. And the water runs all the way down. Man. It, it, I like honestly everything she did like when she did that I audibly was like what a cunt like, <laughs> I know but she like what an actual cunt <laughs> that's not the worst thing that happens though Felice ends up hearing some music some Tchaikovsky and uh, she oh, yeah. she slips in um, she almost like breaks a vase and then stumbles into where Camille is practicing dressed up in, in her eighties physical Olivia Newton John getup. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was like, um, I don't think they would have worn that in the eighteen eighties. Like maybe in the nineteen eighties, but not the eighteen eighties. Wrong decade. Or wrong yeah. century. Right decade, wrong century. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and there's, like, like she's exercising and, like... Uh, You're a little rat. Oh, yeah. She's a fucking Fuck. bitch. Oh, my God. I, like, you know, she's like, I'm gonna be famous. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that just Maddie's uh, personality shining through? No. I don't actually know. <laughs> I actually no. know nothing about the the chick who I know she's a dancer and hangs out with Sia all the time. Well, uh, anyway, Camille keeps calling her a little rat, and like Felicity's like, "Oh fuck you, whatever, I don't give a shit." And then Camille manages to get hold of her music box, which is like the only thing she has left of her mother because her mother died. And then that little fucking bitch throws. Throws Felicity's music box out the fucking window. Yeah. Like, and it smashes. Like, what and the- I, 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 that was, like, another part where I was, like, I was, like, I stopped. I was, like, what a cut. <laughs> That's what like, I thought, Like, mother, too. like, daughter. Holy shit. Oh, man. But, yeah. <laughs> so, after she does this, Felicity's, you know, she goes downstairs to try and pick up the pieces. And while she's down there... Um, a mailman comes in and he's like, a letter for Camille de la Hotte or whatever, Camille la Hotte. And, um, are you Camille? And Felicity takes the letter like, ugh, whatever. But inside is an invitation oh, for the a best spot thing, though, at that, the ballet. Uh, that, that mailman, though, is like, kids today. Kids like, today. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, walks away. They have no um, respect. No respect. I, I was like, that's clever. I don't know why I like that. Um, he stole this movie. Best character ever. Yeah, Postman. He has two lines and is never seen again. Oh, yeah, I know. But so good. Okay, anyways, so, yeah, it turns out the letter is uh, for Camille. She is being admitted into the opera, which is the celebrated ballet school. Um, and Felicity... Felicity... 
Khaleesi. <laughs> Khaleesi. <laughs> Is uh is she's like she's so pissed off because she's like she fucking broke my music box. Like, I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna get that bitch I'm, back. I'm gonna fucking get her. So she hides the letter and then takes Camille's identity, as you do, and uh, she gets to go to the school and pursue her dream. And it's also getting back at that little cunt. Yeah, and then we meet Monsieur Morant, and he uh he is not impressed. He is not impressed that this little... Because he thinks that she's Camille Lahot, right? So well, he is, okay, yeah. Because, like, at first or whatever, it's, um... Like, the when she gets there, the guy who, like, I guess owns the opera or whatever, who uh, really likes the prime rib at uh, Camille's mother's restaurant, mm-hmm. he's just like, come in, come in, you know. We'll get I you shall sing an opera and... the entire time, because that's not annoying at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked his character. Well, he is, but... he is a scene stealer. Yes. Um, but anyways, so he, he like takes her, her and she gets ready. She gets outfitted in the dress and she looks amazing and she's living the dream. But then she trips mm-hmm. in front of the choreographer. Yes. <gasps> oh dear. And he's like, yeah, just get up and go the fuck on. And then, you know, uh. That's when the opera singer dude's like, that is Camille Lahotte. Her mother has the best prime rib in Paris. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he's like, so his idea is like, she's just a little rich girl that fucking got in there because, you know, her mother smooth-talked uh, her way, you know, into getting her in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, of course, when this comes up, Felicity tries to act like Camille, and she goes, well, my mother serves the best prime rib in Paris. And Monsieur Morant is like, I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) That did. That got a genuine chuckle out of me. It really did. I know. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, good on him. But anyways, so, uh, then it is announced that one of the girls from the class will be chosen to dance the role of Clara in the net, the Nutcracker, and he's going to dismiss the worst dancer in the class each day. Yeah, but that starts tomorrow, not today. Because if it started, if it started today, Felicity wouldn't have even made it at all. Yeah, she'd be fucking out. Yep. Um. So after this class, she goes to the bridge to meet uh, with Victor. Victor has managed to get a job. Uh, working for Monsieur Eiffel. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, and uh, so it kind of explains how he got the job, and the idea is he was out in the streets, you know, alone, cold, and then he gets, like, chased by, you know, people with knives, and, like, <laughs> ends up at a bar, and he ends up at a bar, and then he meets this, like, guy who's, you know, fucking weird looking, but he, like, plays uh, violin and then they're having a good time dancing and then they get kicked out of the bar. He also got kissed by a prostitute <laughs> which we don't know where her lips have been. So. Hey! Well, I mean in the 1900s she wasn't brushing her teeth. So. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> God. I am no swerving t- No swerving turf here, okay? <laughs> yeah, I well no, honestly, I am pro sex worker. Like, do what you gotta do. Do that Make hustle. That money, but brush your teeth. <laughs> everybody should brush your teeth. Learn from Julia Roberts. Dental what? hygiene is very important. Uh in pretty woman. Oh. <laughs> like the dental floss. Oh uh, I like, never I... watched that movie. Oh my god! That's right, you haven't. Which we're watching. I've never it. Seen- we're watching it in December, so. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, so Jesus Christ. when you make these references, I'm like, uh, okay. Oh, God. Well, the people who've watched Pretty Woman get it. Dental hygiene is very important, you guys. Um, so. Sometimes I say things that are unfeminist, and then I hate myself. Oh, no, we're all working, and we're all a work in progress. So, the next day, after she meets with Victor, who ends up getting stuck on a carriage and making a remark about how you need a horseless carriage these days. 
Um, so they get separated again, and Felice makes it back, <clears throat> you know, to to Odette and helps with that. And then the next day, she goes back to the ballet, and she barely manages to hang on to her spot because one girl couldn't get up from a split. Oh, yeah. She was like, <laughs> that girl was just like, I'm fine down here, thanks. <laughs> Monsieur Morant was like, rise? Oh, no, I like the view from down here. No, really. <laughs> it's good, but no, she couldn't get up, so, and she was stuck. So they had to, like, pick her up and, like, carry her out. <laughs> her... She looked like a fucking rotisserie chicken just <laughs> yeah, falling over. Did. I know. I was like, what the fuck? Um, um, after so practice. After, yeah. After practice, she has made two new friends. Um, I don't know what their names are, but there's... I remember uh, Nora. Yeah, there's Nora, the explorer. No. Nora um, the there's Nora, who is, like, kind of goofy or whatever. She's, mm-hmm. She's talented, the- but she has a personality, too. Shocking. Yeah. No, oh, I liked her. I thought she, she was, was cool. cute. And then the other girl is, um, I don't remember, but It doesn't she, matter. Uh, she gets no. eliminated first. <laughs> oh, does she? No, I thought she got eliminated, like, Nora was the last it. one. Um, but anyways, so it's, uh, so then they, uh, she sees Odette, like, cleaning, so she goes into this other room, and in there is, is Rudy. Rudy. Rudolph. Rudy. Rudolph. Rudolph is is Russian, and he calls her Mamushka. And he is the hottest boy in school. He's like 14 or 15 years old, and he's full of himself, and he thinks he's hot shit. I don't know, I kind of... I kind of liked him, you know, like, I thought he was, like, kind of funny in a way. Real talk, I seriously thought he was working for Camille's mother at one point. I was like, this really? is a setup. This is a setup. Oh. Like, later on, we'll get, when, when we get to that part. But anyway, they, uh, they, they get out of there after, you know, Rudy does his little song and dance number. And Odette's standing there going, what the fuck, Felice? But, you know, Felicity's like, I just want to learn how to dance. And Odette's like, fine, I'll teach you. So one of the first things they do, it's like, we'll start 5 a.m., by the way. 5 a.m. Oh, yeah. Uh, one yeah. of the first things they do is she puts a bell on a string. And she's like, jump and ring the bell, but don't splash the water underneath you. And I I put in my notes, what kind of Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off bullshit is this? <laughs> <laughs> Ring the bell, but don't splash the water. Uh-huh, sure. Well, then she figures out how to do that. Yes, by standing on her points. I imagine that. Yeah. Though I don't know how um you're supposed to fix your trajectory when you're going down to where... I mean, you're still going to splash a little bit. You know? Like... It doesn't have to make sense. It's a kid's movie. <sighs> you should know this after we did Fern Gully. <laughs> Save the rainforest through magic. <laughs> uh, so the next day, Felicity's at the at the thing. She makes it through. She makes it through. She's learned how to jump and do her points pretty good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then uh, after the fir- after the round of auditions, Rudy is like, "Yeah, come up with me on the roof." And he nearly fucking kills her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I was like, like they're up on the roof, and then he like, like, gets her to dance or whatever, and she like almost falls off the roof, and like, but then she goes through the one thing, the window, yeah, at, yeah, the window, and he goes after her, her, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's just like, "Oh, I'm totally fine," and it's like. Bitch, you just fell off a fucking... Like, you're lucky, you're lucky you're not a splat on the sidewalk. Yeah, like, <laughs> holy shit. That's a long way down. Yeah. But you know, kids movie. It's a big building. Um, so Felicity meets up with Victor again, and she tells him about Rudy, and of course Victor is jealous, and then he's like, they end up, like, accidentally going behind this door that's hiding Monsieur Eiffel's work, and... 
there's Statue of Liberty there, which he calls the Statue of Puberty. Because, you know, puberty Okay, is the funny. other thing I want to say about the Statue of Liberty is it is green in this movie. It's not supposed to be. No, it is made out of bronze, which means that it greens over time because of the exposure. It shouldn't be green. It should be bronze. Ageline. You just told me don't bring logic into a kid's movie. So, don't bring logic into a kid's movie. <laughs> but it just doesn't make Like, I know that's iconic, but it should be bronze, not green. Mm. It greens over time. Well, you know, science doesn't matter. Apparently. Uh... So this is kind of like a montage that end up ha- ends up happening. We see Odette continuing to train Felici and Felici managing to skirt by every single day. Um, then uh, she and she and uh, Victor end up going out on the town one night for funsies, and they end up at a bar. They're, they're twelve. Then they end they're up at a bar. Twelve. <laughs> Apparently, okay. First of all. Odette just lets her go. Like, I know Odette's not her mom or whatever, but, like, she just lets this 12-year-old go, like, flouncing through the fucking door uh, out on the town. Like, two bars and shit. Like, it is late. Yeah, she doesn't care. Go home to bed. Um, No. (laughs) So they they go to the bar, and uh, uh, Felice shows off with her Irish dancing, even though she calls it Latin music, that was a fucking Irish reel playing. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, she ends up accidentally falling onto her dance professor, and he's like, oh, I like the passion, but, like, your execution could use some work. But, you know, she's impressed him with her heart, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. And well, then like, Vic- exactly, because, I mean, there's, he's like, your performance was, you know, amazing tonight. Yeah, like, your execution sucked ass, but I liked your passion. Like, that's essentially what he tells her. And it gets her yeah. a smile, you know. Um, so Victor drops her off, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be Camille Lahote. And, of course, because it's a movie, Madame Lahote is standing at the window when he says this. And so Madame Lahote manages to figure out that Felicie has stolen Camille's identity at the ballet. Do we find out at this point, um, like, before or after about Odette? Uh. Uh. I think it's before. Okay, so the deal with Odette is that she's just, she's not just a mysterious cleaner with a limp. What she actually is, is one of the most prolific dancers of her generation, Except that while she was on stage, there was a fire, and she got hurt. So that's why she had the limp. That wasn't wasn't in my version. Really? Yeah. They just said it was an accident. They didn't explain what the accident was. Didn't I get that? I was robbed! No, there was like a fire, there was supposedly like a fire on the stage. Well, they didn't fucking show that in the one I watched. Oh, well. Rude. Because there's a, because she's like on the... Because she's cleaning up the stage or whatever, and that's, uh, and, and then the, the... Yeah, and then Monsieur Morant comes out, and he says she was the greatest dancer of her generation until an accident. They don't explain what the accident is in the movie I watched. Oh, yeah, well, they said it was because it was, like, a fire on wow. the stage. Well, fucking rude, Netflix US. What the hell? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, this was, this is actually after... What happens next, which so. is when Madame the Hote goes to the ballet and reveals, you know, that Felicie has stolen Camille's identity. And so Monsieur Morant proposes that Camille can continue, or Camille can audition for the part, but Felicie can stay on. But if she doesn't get the part, then she's out completely because this is an elite dance school and you have to have money. Essentially. Yeah. Um, also, yes. he was he was so fucking checking Odette out. Like, he's into her. Well, yeah. But, yeah. There was yeah. there was some underlying chemistry between those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I wanted I it a... to be resolved, and it wasn't. 
What do you mean? They don't kiss at the end, do they? They didn't kiss at the end of my movie. Um, not like a, well, not like a full kiss, but at the end of, uh, my version, he kisses her, like, on the cheek. Wow. I'm fucking wrong. I don't remember that, seeing that. It happened at the end. Like, when she's on, when stuff happens. Eh, whatever. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, um, Camille can also audition, uh, so it's just the, th- it's Camille, uh, Nora, and, um, and, and F- Felicite. Felici. Felici. Whatever. And then, unfortunately, Nora doesn't get it, but Nora's like, I hope you get it. Fuck that her. That chick's a bitch. <laughs> Fuck her. Fuck her. I like you. I think she's a cunt. <laughs> That's essentially what Nora says. Like, Nora takes it well, you know? She's like, I don't mind that I lost you, but, like, beat her fucking ass. Essentially. And then, and then after uh, Nora leaves, Camille starts up calling her, you're nothing, you're a rat. And for some reason, this very strong, independent, self-esteemed, you know, Felice takes it to heart. Yeah. Um... But Rudy overhears it, and he's like, oh, don't worry about her, you know, she's nothing. Uh, and then he asks and, her out. Yeah. And this, and, uh, this is the part where I thought that he was working for Camille's mom, but he wasn't. No, so he just asks um, her out on a date with him at, to, like, go check out the Eiffel Tower, um, which... Side note about the Eiffel Tower in this movie. Okay. So, the Statue of Liberty is there, being built. And it was completed in 1884. Yeah. The Statue of Liberty wasn't actually built, and, and like, they didn't break ground until 1888 or 1889. It does Whatever. And then it wasn't actually built until, like, maybe two years later. So that means that there is a timeline, you know, issue here where these two things were not in Paris at the exact same time. It's a children's movie. I don't care. At least have some shit together with your history. Listen... I can't say anything because Ashlyn and I, of course, we've mentioned it before. We met Tech Space Role Playing. One of the things she pointed out to me when we were... This is something I remember and this happened fucking almost nine years ago. But what I remember is I put something... We were doing a tutor role play era uh, thing. A role play. And... uh, She, I said something about how, you know, we'll make some tea. One of my characters is like, we'll make tea. And she sent me an essay going, actually, tea wasn't the main drink. They probably were drinking lemonade. (laughs) Well, that's because we were doing... (sighs) I know. Okay. You're just a a stickler about your history. I get it. Okay, well, like... Listen, because we had, uh, it was like a medieval sort of role player, like Tudor era or whatever. And like, they didn't even have coffee in England until like the 1600s, like around where Shakespeare, a little after than that, after that. And they didn't get tea until like the George, uh, the Georgian period, right? So they just did not have those two items because they hadn't been brought over yet, right? So that's why I was like, really kind of, you know, I thought it was, like, a big deal that, like, you at least know the history. And it's the same with the fucking fork, too, because that was another oh, issue. Because, like, her character uses uses a fork. She's and like, it's the tutor oh, era. they didn't use a fork. They used yeah. spoons. Well, it's true. They only used knives and spoons I up know. until so the, is, like, so, so even the restoration you, era. Because know. it was brought over to, it was in Italy, and it wasn't brought over till it, to England until, like, the 1600s. When some guy went to Italy and was like, holy shit, they have this really cool contraption to eat with. Yeah, and so... It didn't, and it didn't look like an actual, like, the forks that we have today. It looked more like the ones that, you know, the big massive ones that they use for, like, straw and hay. Yeah, so, like, 
it sounds like nitpicking. This is Ageline's personality when it comes to history. She wants it a hundred percent right. That's it why she wants to. It's why she wants to take. It's why she wants to take all of the fucking rain DVDs in the world and throw them in a fire. I'm gonna burn them all. Okay? Fucking prom dresses. Fucking prom. I don't care if they look like the actual dresses from that time period. They were fucking prom dresses, okay? <laughs> fucking. Oh, oh, oh. And another thing about this fucking movie, okay? I'm gonna fucking say this. What the fuck is with fucking Khaleesi walking around with fucking trousers, with shorts, okay? This shit would not happen in 1880s. Maybe the 1980s, but not the 1880s. Women only wore dresses. Well, I mean, some women wore trousers, but... But they were uh, fined and jailed for that shit. Exactly, okay? They were the, you know, cool-ass lesbians. (laughs) Having Boston marriages and shit. I think I don't apparently my history's off but whatever they that shit would not have happened I mean up until like the 1970s men had an issue with women wearing uh fucking trousers okay like that is when my mom was in school they used to get mad about that in the 1960s it was almost unheard of so this time period that shit would never ever fucking fly Ashley yeah it's a kid's movie I don't fucking care. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, because because she stays out with Rudy, like, or one of the things that happens is, uh, you know, she tells, uh, she tells Odette that she's going out with Rudy. And Odette's like, that's actually a bad idea. You need to practice and then rest. And because Felici is 12 and doesn't have to, you know, has never had an authority figure really in her life since her mom died when she was a baby, like... She's like, fuck you, you're not my mom! You're not my mom! Go suck a dick! Yeah, like, it was a bitchy thing of her to do. But she leaves and then she goes out with Rudy and then, like, poor little Victor is there thinking it's gonna be this romantic evening and then he and Rudy get into it and Felicity's like, you're both fucking idiots. I'm going home. And then she she doesn't go home. She instead goes to, like... The top of the, the fucking ballet and sleeps there. Which... Okay. Yeah. But... um, So after this, she, you know, the, like, the next morning, she wakes up late. She's late for her audition. And then, like, Monsieur Morant's like, so did you sleep? No. Did you train? No. So then she goes to the audition and she she is unable. Yeah, she is unable to perform well. And so the part of Clara goes to Camille. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. Okay, guys. Bye. Roll (laughs) credits. Roll credits. Um... So, no, that's not what happens. Felici ends up losing, and then Madame Lahotte has apparently found out what orphanage she was in, and she gets sent back to the orphanage with Odette going, oh, no, not her. And Um, then, uh, yeah, and then, like, Madame uh, is just like, oh, yeah, and you're fucking sacked. Bye, bitch. I love that word, fired. Uh, wait, 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 what? She goes, you're fired. Oh, I like that word, fired. <laughs> okay, that is not what happened in my version. Oh, well. Because it was another voice actress, because uh, the American version has Kate uh, McKinnon, and my version had uh, Julia uh, Kahaner. Oh, Kahaner? well, whatever. Yeah, um, but... What she actually said for my version is she's like, oh, that little rat's going back to the whatever. Oh, by the way, you're sacked. Like you're and then she walks sacked. Yeah. yeah, they said it was fired in this movie. Uh, in my version. Alright, so uh, Felicia ends up back at the uh, orphanage. Um, and, you know, she's, she's fucking depressed. And a couple of days go by, I guess. I don't know how many days go by. Continuity error. We don't know. But anyway, she ends up having this dream about her mother singing and dancing with her with the music box. And so she wakes up and she yeah. and she realizes, you know, I can do this. And she gets her spark back. And so she... Well, because her mother was a ballerina. 
Maybe. No, that's what it what it was. Oh, okay, well, that's not the version I had. Fucking hell, I hate different versions of movies. Um, so anyway, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna be a dancer, blah, 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 and she, you know, starts practicing again, and Luto sees her, like, dancing on top of the fucking school again, and then she tries to sneak out, but this time Luto helps her, he's like, follow your dreams! I don't know. Okay, that did not happen in my version, but, okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, she gets there, and, you know, she... She gets to the uh, opera and she asks for a cleaning job back with Odette and then she overhears a conversation between Camille and Monsieur Marant about how Camille is doing the steps but she has no passion and like you have to have passion. Uh, <laughs> and Camille's like, but I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. God, just stop being a dick. Yeah, well, you're not dancing with your heart, therefore you suck. You suck. Uh, so after Morant leaves, uh, you know, Felicity tells uh, Odette that, you know, she'll finish up. And so she starts cleaning the stage and then kind of, you know, like pirouettes around a little bit. And then Camille comes back in and they have a dance off to Confident. Oh, yeah. And Camille keeps oh. putting her fucking hands on her. Oh, yeah. She like pushes her and like pulls makes her hair. Her. Yeah, it's it's really fucked up. Um, but they end up, like, doing this dance-off, uh, and, uh, and it is obvious that who the winner is. Yeah, because, uh, Felicity ends up doing that weird jump thing off of, uh, off of the steps. Oh, yeah, because, like, they're walking backwards towards it, and then they turn, and, uh, Camille doesn't actually do anything, but Felice, uh, Felicity goes, like, off of it and does the leap. Yes! The leap! Uh, so she, she lands and then Monsieur Morant's like, why do you dance? And Camille's like, um, because, because my mom wants me to. And then when he asks Felicity, Felicity's like, because it's my passion, it's my life, it's what I've always wanted to do, blah, 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 blah. So because she has heart and passion, she gets the part, which Camille, you know, is like, yeah, you deserve it. You, you know, like, I only do it because my mom forces me to. She's, she's a stage mom, but like, you deserve this. And Camille learns some humility. How about that? Even I mean, she almost Camille- just killed the bitch. Well, Camille gets it because she is voiced by Maddie, who of course is from the TV show Dance Moms. So her mom is a show is a show mom is a momager. I'm not really sure actually about that part because I, I think I've watched maybe one episode. And but... I didn't like the woman that ran the dance studio. Yeah, she was a bitch. <laughs> um. So. After this, Felici goes to Victor to apologize, but he's not there, quote-unquote. He's hiding up under the desk, and, like, she apologizes, and uh, the guy, Maddie, is like, oh, well, you know, whatever. But Victor ends up, you know, accepting her apology, and it's all good and well. And they're about to head back, because she's got to get ready for the, the Nutcracker. And then, fucking... Camille's mom comes out of fucking nowhere with a wrench. Okay, let's be real here. She hits Victor. Like, that that's a weapon and clue that kills Mr. Body. Yeah. It fucking yeah. killed Victor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, she like fucking hits him and he, he, he is he out down. fucking cold. And then like, here's uh, Felici fucking running up the stairs and um and she's going up in that uh like in the elevator and she's like hitting each fucking like ring going up towards her and the entire time i'm thinking to myself holy fucking shit what Dude, is this movie camille's like, mother just, is a fucking maniac <laughs> like that's fucking terrifying dude Camille's mom was scaring the shit out of me. And then she ends up losing the wrench and gets a fucking sledgehammer at one point. And yeah. then she's like fucking going up the steps of the Statue of Liberty going, give me your tired, you're poor. And I'm like gonna fuck him up. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit, woman. You okay, stole that everything. Was... Okay, wow, that was, um, 
Did she actually say, give me your tired and you're poor? <laughs> give me your tired, you're poor. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> the American... masses ver- being, like, mutilated or some shit. I was like, holy fuck. The American version is fucking insane. <laughs> what, like, I mean, it was insane in the other version, but, like, what the fuck? <laughs> She, and then they get to the top of the tower, and she's like, this is the only crown you'll ever see. You're gonna yeah. have an accident, just like Odette. And this is the part where, like, because oh I didn't have God. the fire scene, I didn't have the fire scene to explain to explain Odette's injury. I was thinking, did this fucking bitch smash Odette's knee? <laughs> Did she, did she fucking uh did Tonya she Harding do her? It? Is she yeah, right? <laughs> right? Did she fucking Tanya Harding this bitch? Holy hell. But of course, you know, like Felicity falls almost to her death, but uh but Victor manages to save her with his pigeon wings that he's invented, and they fly to the to the ballet and she able she's able to make it on time and and she goes on stage and she does a fucking good job and uh, one, the best part of this whole movie though for me was when Rudy figured out that uh, Felice wasn't into him anymore and so oh. he starts putting the moves on Nora but then Nora fucking turns and growls and barks at him like a damn dog <laughs> well that's the thing at the first she was like Nora was all about Rudy she was like um, there's, like, a part where she, like, you know, is kissing the air towards him, and, uh, she's, like, Fighting oh. some bitch over his handkerchief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The two of them are fucking fighting over that shit. But, uh, this is the part when she's dancing that, um, the, the dance teacher and, uh, Odette, he, like, kisses the side of her, um, of her cheek, and, like, you can tell that, you know, like, um... There's, like, a romance kind of sparking there. Ugh. I ship them. Wait. Oh, yeah. I was, like, shipping them, too. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yes. Those I like, two. I really liked him, though, like, as a male character. Like, he just doesn't tolerate bullshit, but he, you know, he understands talent. So. I mean, yeah. he wasn't also, like, he wasn't a shitty character. He was, like, mm-hmm. really good. Yep. Alright, so, uh, that's the end of the movie. She she does a fucking amazing job in the Nutcracker. Uh, and that's that's it. And then it ends with a pop song. Now, uh... Yeah, and it's Carly Rae Jepsen's, uh, Cut to the Feeling, which is the best song ever. Okay. Uh, I love Carly Rae Jepsen. You're so, the best. So, I have two things for trivia. One is that Felice, who was voiced by Elle Fanning, competes for the lead role in the ballet The Nutcracker. Elle Fanning was in the really horrible Nazi Nutcracker in 3D movie. There's what? A, there's a Nutcracker in 3D movie where the rats are essentially led by a rat Hitler. And, like, there's Hitler imagery without, like... World War II Nazi imagery without actually having Nazi imagery. Very similar structures, though. It's fucking awful. We might do that this year for our one Christmas episode that we'll do in December. Um. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um. And the other thing is, although this the U.S. version of this movie was originally distributed by the Weinstein Company and still credited as such in the version of the film that was theatrically released, the company's, the company and Harvey Weinstein's executive producer credits do not appear in the home media version due to the bankruptcy of the company because Harvey Weinstein got the fuck suit out of him by all of his accusers and he is bankrupt as he should be. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Weinstein Company ended up having to close because of all that shit. Like his brother took over completely, but the amount of uh, the amount of bills that were adding up, as far as like, you know, legal bills, and yeah. the fact that the Weinstein Company wasn't doing that great to begin with, they uh, they they filed for bankruptcy. Wow. I I can't say I have any pity. Oh no, I mean like. <clears throat> 
fucking good, I guess. Well, yeah. not I guess. Like, no, good. <laughs> yeah, but... so that's that's it for my trivia. Now, uh, do you want to hear hear my hear my test results? Uh, yes. Okay. So the first test is the Bechdel test. Two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man. This happens several times. Therefore, it is a pass. Then we have the racial Bechdel test. Two people of color are on screen alone together talking about something other than a white person. There are no people of color in this film. Therefore, it is a fail. Then you have the Mori test. Is there a female character whose agency is not just about pushing a male character's narrative forward? And the answer is that it's a pass because the entire point of the movie is Felici following her dreams. Um... And then we have the DuVernay test, a person of color who has agency and a storyline that's not about pushing a white narrative forward. There's no people of color in this movie, so it fails. Then you have the sexy lamp test. Can you get rid of a named female character with a sexy lamp and it take away from the plot? Um, but, and you replace it with the, you know, sexy lamp from A Christmas Story. I I'm feel... gonna have to... I think yes, because one of her friends, um... Not Nora, but the other one. Mm-hmm. You could have took her out. Like, you could have I mean. took Nora out too. Let's be honest. Yeah, but she's such a dear. <laughs> I know, but you could have took her out. I unfortunately, know. so don't, say that. This, don't this, say that to me. This one fails. Then you have yeah. the Vito Russo test. Uh, is there someone in this film who is LGBTQA plus? who has agency, who is more than just a stereotype, and whose entire focus is not just being LGBTQA. Like, they have more character besides their sexual orientation. And this is also a fail. Now, do I think this movie is feminist? Actually, yes. I think it is. It's a very girl power movie about following your dreams and not giving up. And... Being able to, you know, overcome adversity. Yeah, it's a kids movie and things aren't, you know, as cookie cutter as they are in the film. But I do think it sends a very positive girl power message to little girls that, you know, you can do anything you set your mind to if you work hard enough at it. Like, they do say you have to work hard at it. So. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, they don't uh, just say, like, hey, um. You can have a rich mom and, you know, get everything you want. Yeah, you actually have to work to achieve. So, I believe that this film is feminist, and it's been a long time since we had a feminist film. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now, do I think this movie is good? It ain't great. I liked it. It was watchable. That's the thing. I wasn't a fantastic, amazing movie. It's okay. It's right? watchable. But it's watchable. I I actually really kind of liked the story. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, I mean, obviously there was a lot of continuity issues where I was just like, uh, I don't think, uh, but overall, I don't know, I'd watch it again with, like, a kid. Yeah, like, this is my second time watching it, so... Um, you know, it wasn't something I dreaded doing. Like, I knew it was going to be a quick watch. It doesn't require a lot of brain cells, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think it's a lot more watchable than Fern Gully. God, I don't want to watch Fern Gully again for another ten years. Oh, that movie was fucking garbage. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it has a really good message for, you know, little girls that this, I mean, obviously that was the target of this film. Yeah. Um so, I think it was good. Um, now, next week, we're going to be doing How to Train Your Dragon, which is a an American DreamWorks animation, but, you know, we did a Disney movie. It's only fair we do a, we do a DreamWorks one, because they're the second biggest animation studio after Disney, so. Yeah, and we wanted to do something that wasn't Trek. <laughs> and, listen, I've actually Somebody seen- Somebody once told me, though, for <laughs> I've actually seen How to Train Your Dragon before, and it's, I, I, I look forward to actually talking about it. So, um, then after that, we're going to be starting our Canadian month. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit uh, different. I'm excited for it, because uh, I've, I've got some pretty good ones that I've picked out. 
Um, I think that, I I think I got one on the roster, like that I got to pick. But which one was that? Uh, didn't we decide we were gonna do Little Italy? No, no. I thought you said we could. No. Well, never mind. Gracie didn't pick any for me then. Sorry. <laughs> well, like how many? Yeah, because there's only four weeks, and we're doing Sabah, a love story. Um, we're going to be doing one week, uh, and then we're also doing Where the Spirit Lives, mm-hmm. and uh, then Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Right, and then uh, Mambo Italiano is going to be like a LGBT month, uh, Canadian Maybe. month crossover. Yeah, because it is, um, it, it, yeah, it's uh, it's LGBT plus it's a Canadian film, so. Yeah. All right, so. We will see you guys next week to talk about how to train your dragon. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the feminist critique podcast. We have a Gmail, the feminist critique podcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at South of Grace. Ashley? We're, we're also on Twitter as the fem- no, feminist pod. And then I am on both Twitter and Instagram as Agilene's, A-I-S-L-E-N-E-S. And you can check out my drag Instagram, which is Aurora Borealis. And um, we got, like, Tumblr and, oh, our Patreon. Our Patreon! Yes, our Patreon! We have started doing Patreon pilots on there where we watch a pilot of a TV show and decide if this entire series is worth watching based on the pilot. And as of right now, there is one episode up for you to watch, maybe the second one, but each episode costs a dollar. So you give us a dollar or a dollar a month and you get both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So you get two episodes for one little dollar. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. I know you pay more for other stuff, like a we're, bag of We're chips. cheaper than Netflix. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> we are cheaper than Netflix. And you're donating it to a good cause, because once we have $300, we're going to be buying Gracie some, uh, an awesome microphone. Woo! That is the goal. We're going to get her a proper, actual microphone. Yeah, instead of my blue snowball that I've been using. Yeah. So <laughs> or my laptop if my snowball decides not to work. Um but yeah, so we will, we will see you guys next week. Hope you have a good one and uh check out our Patreon. Bye. Bye.